0: Money FM 89.3, Best of the Evening Runway. Under the Radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with Me, Chua Tien Now today we're going to talk about a company whose products and services are used by over. million customers and get this over a billion users in more than 180 countries. Make a guess. Now, how does e-signature company DocuSign sound? Now, Founded in 2003, DocuSign is a pioneer of electronic signatures and helps businesses automate how they prepare, sign, act on and manage agreements. Now, put simply, it is a tech firm that allows users to digitally sign in a secure manner. DocuSign's platforms currently have over 400 pre-built integrations with popular business applications, and is also able to seamlessly connect with customers' websites, mobile apps, and custom workflows. Now the firm sees millions of transactions a day and counts some of the biggest corporations as its customers. We've got Singtel, Capital Land, Canva, Tokopedia and Guzman Y Gomez, among some of those using its services. Now, in particular, it saw a boom in demand over the pandemic as businesses shifted their operations online. But with the resumption of in-person meetings post-pandemic, what will this mean for DocuSign when it comes down to finances? Now, Speaking of the future, the firm is doubling down on innovation. One of its most recent features allows users to send real-time notification on WhatsApp. That directly links to agreements to enable quick and secure signing. But how crucial is innovation to top and bottom lines for DocuSign? Meanwhile, Reuters reported in January that Bain Capital and Hellman and Friedman are competing to acquire the firm with a market value of about 12.5 billion US dollars. What can we expect on this front? Now, lots of questions over here, and for more, I've got with me on the line Sean McLagan, Group VP and General Manager Asia Pacific and Japan at DocuSign. Sean, welcome.
1: Hey, Chen, Chen thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you on board. And Sean, we've briefly talked about DocuSign as this pioneer of e-signatures, helping businesses automate how they prepare, sign and act on agreements in a secure fashion. Let's hear from you, though. Uh, how would you describe the products and services DocuSign provides, its value proposition and business model?
1: Indeed, indeed. I mean, DocuSign is one of those companies where I, I was a user before I became an employee, uh, using it to signed contracts, using it to acquire technology, uh, bought a car and used it to to sign the lease papers on on the car. So when I I thought about this as an opportunity, I was very excited and I was familiar with the end user experience. When I look at DocuSign as a company inside, I think what we're doing really is accelerating business and simplifying life. Uh, I do have to say, I've got two young boys. We lived in Singapore for seven and a half years. They almost grew up there. When I decided to join DocuSign, Oh, almost a year ago, they finally knew a company that I work for because they knew DocuSign, they knew the brand. Uh, so that was that was a bit of a change from some of the companies I've worked for. You know, I think if you think in principle, the opportunity DocuSign provides organizations is allowing signature or contract agreement from any device, anywhere, at any time. You know, I travel frequently around Asia Pacific and Japan or the U.S., and my ability to sign something on my phone with high level of security, high level of confidence, is a game changer compared to old days. If somebody sent me something said, Sean, could you print it, sign it, scan it, send it back? That could take days or, or weeks if you if you're traveling. So I think, you know, our our view is, you know, we can help organizations be more efficient while increasing the security opportunity and allowing them to get on and focus on the execution of their business.
0: Well, I've got to say, uh, Sean, uh, early on I was guilty of doing this, uh, signing using Microsoft Paint, screenshotting that signature and pasting it in a document. Um, But um, in terms of business model, are we looking at a B2B contract basis with the big guys?
1: Yeah, I think DocuSign's business is is quite um, quite multifaceted. Right? So we've got a great digital channel where small, medium, even large organizations are self-serve, choose on board and, and get going quickly. Or throughout the Asia Pacific Japan region and, and Singapore being a real hub for us, we've got lots of DocuSign employees there to, to help organizations of all shapes and sizes. You know, when I first thought of the opportunity, I, I, I immediately came to mind brands you talked about, like like Cintel, you know, others of large organizations, banking, finance, government. But DocuSign's applicability, applicability goes right down into very small three, four, five-person organizations. They're just trying to do the same thing. Right? They're, they're trying to get contracts done. They're trying to have a central repository. They're trying to move more quickly. So we also integrate with, with lots of the big organizations. You know, I think our go-to-market model using channel partners, SIs, um, in, integrations with people like Microsoft as well in the region, hopefully allows us to be really easy to do business with and really easy to get get value out of quickly
0: right and i do want to talk about your customers since you mentioned it right on the customer side of things uh, you serve over 1.4 million paying customers b2b i suppose over a billion users worldwide they include and if i may quote 13 of the top 15 fortune 500 tech companies 14 of the top 15 fortune 500 healthcare companies Fifteen of the top fifteen Fortune 500 financial companies. Tell us more about that. What is the specific customer profile you serve?
1: I think as we basically pioneered this category twenty odd years ago, it, it became a de facto really. I think you know in many many places in the world, to docu sign is is almost the verb. Right? So you know we we definitely started at the larger end of town organizations who were digitally transforming and saw this as a key piece. But but today. I get the pleasure of meeting customers who are all over their life cycle right brand new tech startup companies who who are moving extremely quickly or you know meeting more people like chemical companies who are realizing that that we get to transform I was I was in Singapore recently and I, I met I met another gentleman playing golf it was uh it was something that I try to do when I'm up in Singapore uh, and he was asking me about about whether this applicability was for all organizations and he was in in the line of business of shipping and I said to him, I said, well, signing something on a ship must be very painful. And he walked me through their process. And I said to him, if they have you know some kind of access with a phone or a tablet, we could sign and send and receive things instantaneously. And he was very excited. He, and and so what I found was something that was. In his mind, not a very tech savvy organization or, or part of their organization, really looking at this as a as something that can accelerate their business. So, yeah, we 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 spend a lot of time at large organizations globally, really entrenched in some of the, the biggest name brands, but. I also find us having real applicability in any market segment, in any market size. And you talked about that the 140 odd countries around the world and the multi-languages we support You know, for this region in Asia, that's, that's critical right? to us to be able to service our customers in the language of their choosing, I think is also something really important.
0: Right. And I believe a couple of years back, uh, the shipping industry is very much paper document driven, right? Um, Let's talk about positioning before we talk about your geographical presence. Um, Sean, what is your competitive advantage against other players like a Dropbox Sign, SignEasy, Adobe Sign, as well as other new entrants like Didoco?
1: You know as a market leader everyone's going to kind of look at this opportunity and assess is this is this market expanding is it growing you know so i think yeah we, we see competition of all different shapes and sizes i think what i get back from customers you know when i ask them why docusign and why do we continue to grow our relationship they really point to a couple of things one is they talk about our our innovation you know continuing to look at what else is is going to add value to our customers you know is there is there ai pieces is there Automatic generation pieces of the technology. Where is your security? This one, this one comes back every single time. Is yeah, I trust DocuSign. I understand how you're going to take care of my my information. DocuSign is, is very focused on our security. It's embedded into every piece of our of our product piece. And then it's that safety and reliability piece. Right? It's I need this. I need it on. I need it all the time. And and for twenty odd years, we've we've delivered on that promise. So I think those are those are the key. I think the organizations that we work with are looking for us to help identify the what's next as well i think the e-sign marketplace is is very interesting very understood the the exciting things probably are, are what are we doing around contract generation what are we doing around single repository how do we how do we integrate with things like SingPass for identity identity verification and also kind of down the road as well is is where does ai play in all this and i think we've got some really good stories today we're also going to hear lots of interesting things from us in the next six months.
0: Right. And uh, let's talk about geographical presence. Uh, Sean, um, I believe uh, Science products and services are used in more than 118 countries. You mentioned in 44 languages as well. So take us through your global footprint. Which is the most important geographical market for you where dollars and cents are concerned? What is then the role of Asia Pacific and Japan?
1: Yeah, I think a global company, you know, headquartered right now out of out of San Francisco, as, as many many software firms are. You know, our, our international growth is is a strong point. You know, in our Q3 earnings, we we talked specifically about international growth. You know, when I joined to to run the Asia Pacific and Japan region, I think that was a, a company looking at here's here's great opportunity, very diverse markets, lots of opportunity in and around the region good tech adopters, you know, in, in Asia Pacific and Japan. So I think all of our regions are, are exciting. I personally focus on this region and love it. I have done for many years. Um, but I think when we think about where the where our opportunity for growth is really, Tiantian, it is everywhere. You know, I, I I see, I see us being able to add value to organizations of all shapes and sizes. Actually, one of our, one of our really good references in Singapore, uh, you like this, and, and my kids like this one because they like Guzman and Gomez. You know, Josh Bell, who's the, the, the leader there, he said to me, he said, my employees can now sign a contract faster than we can roll a burrito. So I think, you know, <laughs> you know we talked about some of the bigger companies, but, you know, that's, that's great when we're hearing that from a, a great brand that does a great business in Singapore, and I was a big customer and I lived up there.
0: Oh, I like how you mentioned burrito. It does give a visual image, right? How a person makes a burrito and how fast they can sign a document. Speaking of opportunities, right, let's take a look at the changing business environment, Sean. DocuSign saw a boom in demand over the pandemic because businesses shifted their operations online. How much of a boom did we see from uh, 2020 to 2023? Also coming into 2024, what is demand looking like with the resumption of in-person meetings?
1: Yeah, I think yeah the, the COVID pandemic really transformed everything. Right? You know, we were closing offices, we were working remotely, we we had to change the way we lived. Um, it was a challenging time. I don't think DocuSign looked at that as a prosperous opportunity. I think it was a reminder for organizations that had thought about the world being very very disconnected, and now we had to be very connected. And I think DocuSign's play in that was. We can allow you to continue business in the safety of a, a remote location without creating, you know, uh, togetherness and causing, you know, causing challenges. Uh, you know, we have, we ran global board meetings where a Zoom link and a DocuSign signing uh, certificate would allow boards to continue to do business. We didn't need to get together. So I think the pandemic really highlighted that you know remote work, disconnected um, organizations need to happen. I think. Coming out of it, uh, I don't find anybody who says, "Well, that was how we did business. We're going to go back to the uh, to the scanning and, and and paper version of the story." People are really digging in to understand. So, what else is valuable, Sean? That I can I can look to DocuSign to help me with? Is it another process? I I really liked you for employee management and onboarding, but is there an opportunity for you to help me out when I think about my legal contracts or my integrations with? Key applications like Salesforce or Workday. Uh, So I think, yeah, the the pandemic. We're a 20-year-old company, so we we saw things for a long time before it. I think uh, what I get from customers is, yeah, they probably accelerated some of our digital transformation, and 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 DocuSign played a role in that. but they're asking me now, okay, so what else can I take advantage of? And that's that's a conversation I really enjoy having as I travel around the region.
0: Right. So it seems like the pandemic has allowed you to uh, expand your user base and provide more opportunities to deepen that relationship and open up new revenue streams. Uh, that being said, do you think that, that boom and uh, demand or that, if I may say, the sort of sharper growth uh, in terms of customer acquisition has slowed down Right now, and what does it mean for DocuSign when it boils down to finances?
1: Yeah, I think you know one of the things that I see is is it also helped governments move. In in Singapore, there were two bills passed recently: the the amendment to as part of the constitution, and also the Remote Methods Act, which allows live video and e-signature to be an accepted way for a number of processes that were paper-based. So I think. While some organizations or, or verticals or governments were slower to react, I think this caused a move, a shift. I, and I think we continue to see that. So that acceptance level of is it safe? Is it, is it um, a safe way of doing business really accelerated? Um, you know, I, I was talking to an organization the other week and the one old gentleman was asking me, Sean, is it really secure as my signature? And I said, can I ask you a favor? I said, can you pull out your credit card? And he sort of looked at me strangely and he found his wallet he pulled the credit card i said show me the signature and he looked at it he said oh it's not signed i said i know i said most people don't sign their credit card back of the credit card anymore and if they did it's kind of worn off as it sat in your wallet i said but if 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 i was able to show that this is your iphone you were geolocated in this region at this time you know, face login, I said, that's way more secure. And and you can see that that kind of transform of his face as he understood that yeah, a, a signature as such, you know, a wet signature, really doesn't add up to security these days. I, I certainly know that probably my children could forge my signature if they had to, to get out of to get out of something. Whereas whereas the security wrapped around that that process where it is tied to our mobile phone, where we understand that, yep. Sean's phone was was logged on. It was secure. He was located where he's supposed to be. Therefore, the higher that chance piece is. I really, you know, impressed with the work we've been doing in Singapore to link that also to SingPass, which was a great service. I loved that when I was in Singapore. Everything everything just worked. It was all linked to my SingPass. But that's that other piece, that other step up. So we're making sure that that authentication of that user is who he or he, she says that there is. So I think, yeah, that acceptance piece move forward, um, but I, I don't see that that slowing down or moving away. I think now we're gonna look at, are there other areas? Is there more efficiency we can provide? Because I think the the question, if there was one on security is now, that one's answered, right? So I think my customers are asking me, okay, what's you know what's next? Where, where where can we go? What other value can we add out of this? Because we've made the move and we're happy. Now now you know, show me what phase two and phase three looks like.
0: Right, uh, not directly related, but you remind me about how you know at the back of your credit card you have the CCVs, and one way to ensure security is to actually put a sticker or a piece of paper on top of it, which is a very <laughs> A very traditional way of doing it. But if you're just tuning in when i in conversation with Sean McLagan, Group VP and General Manager for Asia Pacific and Japan at DocuSign. Looking ahead, Sean, Fortune Business Insights valued the global digital signature market size at 3.92 billion U.S. dollars in 2022. The figure projected to grow from about 5.25 billion U.S. dollars in 2023 to some 43 billion U.S. dollars by 2030. We are looking at a CAGR here of 35.1%. Is that the growth rate we are looking at for DocuSign? If so, what are the major opportunities driving this? How far will growth be contributed by APJ?
1: Yeah, you know, we as a company see this as a great market opportunity. Uh, you know, the e-signature business link is, is quite well understood. Um, the way I like to explain it to organizations is also there's, there's the whole process of what happens before you sign. So generation of contracts, review of contracts, submission of contracts, and then afterwards, where do we store this information? How do we run AI on this information? So, you know, that piece on either end for many organizations hasn't been explored. So, I, you know, I like your growth numbers that, that, that are put forward by, by Fortune Business, but I, you know, I really think this market is, is quite untapped. I think asia pacific and japan has always had a legacy of being real tech adopters right some of it driven by the remote nature of our markets others you know as in singapore by the nature of the organization's business government that is very 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 strong in digital transformation so you know i think yeah, the market continues to grow. I, I don't see it slowing down or changing, but probably the, the more interesting piece is what are the, what are the pieces on each side? To, you know, Is there a, pro, a, a place to play for DocuSign to help organizations in all those pieces? But the good news is also you know, the way that integration piece works. Organizations. I was very happy when I joined, and my boss, who's in America, uh, global leader, he uses WhatsApp. So I knew that was a company that I could I could get on board with because he was using something that isn't always as familiar to you know to the Americans. You know, there's something like 82% of Singaporeans between 16 and 64 use WhatsApp. And just recently, we we announced WhatsApp as part of our multi-channel delivery, so we can send a contract on email, we can send it via SMS, or a highly highly prevalent in, in the Asia and Singapore region, we can send that via WhatsApp. So you know, I I see these innovations as, as opportunities for continued growth in and around our region.
0: You're doubling down on innovation right now with a number of new features out last year. One of them is this feature that allows users to uh, send real-time notifications on WhatsApp that directly links agreements to ensure quick and secure signing. Now, what is the rationale behind developing such a multi-channel delivery tools? How far is it a bright spot?
1: I don't know if you about you Tiancheng, but I can tell you my email inbox is very very long, many unread emails, and it's the last place I go to look. You know, I I say to my team and, and customers, I said if you need me, here's my WhatsApp, All right? Wherever I am in the globe, I, I can get I can get that. I'm in many groups with with customers and partners to to quickly discuss things. I think. Um, my my children, if I need to get a hold of them, it's WhatsApp. I think text is probably second. If I emailed them, they'd never answer me. Um, so we see this as as just helping organizations figure out where their customers live. I think in the in the GYG example, you know, a lot of people joining us in the stores, you know, probably a younger age, they all have WhatsApp. So that's that quick way to send them something. They can review it on their phone and then, and then commit and sign. So you know, we were excited when that got released in our market, you know, Singapore, the Asia market, the feedback from customers was, was really good, but yet we still offer SMS or we still offer email, whatever, whatever organizations find as their, as their method they like to use. Statistically, we're seeing WhatsApp as, as the fastest return. So the open sign return rates from WhatsApp can be two to three times that of SMS and multiple times more than email.
0: Wow, okay. And uh, don't mind me asking this, Sean, I do want to talk about the recent uh, Reuters report out in January. It's it's quite a, a headline here. It noted that Bain Capital and Hellman and Friedman They are competing to acquire DocuSign with a market value of about 12.5 billion US dollars. And this comes after a report by uh, the Wall Street Journal back in December that DocuSign was exploring a sale. Can we confirm that this is the case? And if so, what's the rationale behind the sale? And how would that leveraged buyout deal help it tap future opportunities?
1: Yeah, I can't really comment on, on, on sort of speculation and rumors, and that's, that's our view at DocuSign. I think you know, I think we're an exciting company, and I think you know, when you look at the results we had in Q3, we're in a, we're in a quiet period right now for, for Q4, our financial Q4. I think it continued to show you know real focus on, on growing our customer base, being highly customer centric, making sure that we've got. Um, you know, a strength and operational running of the business. Uh, we've got a great executive leadership team. And, and my favorite is the feedback I get from customers who who continue to, to invest dollars with us and continue to stay. And, and that to me is is a sign that I think we're in a good spot. You know, I believe the job of the Asia Pacific, Pacific and Japan team is to make sure we're a great company to do business with, whether you're a partner engaging with us, whether you're a, an SI engaging with us as part of a practice, or you're a customer of five people or, or 50,000 people or 100,000 people, right? I, I, I look after this team to make sure that, that we can respond. We can help shape the company. Also, I find there's lots of a great innovation coming out of this region, and we can help make sure that that product roadmap where we're developing matches the needs of our region. And as you talked about, probably the WhatsApp examples is, is a great version, right? That, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's more prevalent here than it, than it is maybe in EMEA or in, in, in America.
0: Right. But one thing you can tell us, though, uh, Sean, as uh, the future product pipeline for DocuSign, future plans for 2024, what can we look forward here in uh, Asia, Pacific and Japan?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, again, we continue to release, you know, every every month, every quarter, new new innovations, new integrations. I'm excited about the future and where AI plays for us. But if we think about that, that repository of information that all organizations have, and it's it's static. There's there's no value we can derive out of it. You know, what if there's a policy change? What if there's organizations who are in breach of contract with you? How, how do we find that out other than lots and lots of manual work and and legislative work? I think this opportunity says we can use AI, generative AI, to look through our contracts, analyze make changes if there's uh, legislation changes, make changes if the company changes. I think that's, that's that exciting piece. And that's something where we've been doing now, we re, we, we talked about it, we released our AI labs technology, but I think you continue to see the AI innovation for us and it fits so nicely, right? the, the data is there, right? We've already signed it, we've already captured that, we offer organizations that, that single repository, so think about the almost the, the what's possible and where I get the conversations coming back to me from customers is, hey, Sean, we're looking at an acquisition. How do I know if these contracts that we had for the last five years match where we're going other than you know, a ton of very manual work? And when I talk to them about, well, this is how you look at contracts lifecycle. This is how we think about AI analysis. You know, Is that something of value to you? And, and they're almost relieved because they think the other option was, was. Finding every single piece of paper, trolling through it, you know, with with lots of lots of work for, from lawyers, and I think this is this is an exciting area that we'll see a lot of innovation from DocuSign in the future.
0: Well, wow, I can imagine what's next for you—a busy year it seems. Thanks a lot, uh, Sean. That was Sean McLagan, Group VP and General Manager for Asia Pacific and Japan at DocuSign. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. You can also tune in to an extended version of this conversation on audio, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and
1: risk tolerance.